Welcome to Deeper, a podcast for the Women's Life Ministry at TRBC. No matter your story, you can be equipped to strengthen your relationship and love for God through the reading of God's Word. Now, let's join Jacqueline Maines and Laura Guardia as they dive deeper into this seven-week study on Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to Deeper. We are on episode two, walking through Ephesians 2 this week. My name is Jacqueline Maines, and I'm here with Laura Gordia as our co-host. Hello, ladies. We are just so excited to be talking through Ephesians 2 with you guys. I have with us today Janet Martin. She taught on Ephesians 2 with us last night. Just so thankful that she's able to be here and talk with us a little bit more about what she learned as she was Mm. studying through this chapter. Janet, can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about where you serve in women's life? Sure. Mm. So I'm Janet Martin, and I serve with Women's Life and Flourish for the evening study. I'm one of the coaches, and I also edit the Women's Life devotionals for women's ministry. And probably you ladies read many of the devotionals that Janet writes, and she's a gifted writer. And we are so happy to have you with us, Janet. Awesome. So, Janet, you know, we're in Chapter 2 now of our Bible study on Ephesians, and you were sharing with the ladies, and we would like if you can share your three or your most important points that you share with us during uh, your time of Flourish. So one of the things that I really loved about diving into Ephesians 2 was that We often view grace sometimes as a one-time event Mm -hmm. in our lives. It's God's amazing grace. We all know that Mm -hmm. hymn. We think about the redeeming aspects of grace. But as I dove Mm -hmm. into Ephesians 2, I found that there was not just redeeming grace that Mm -hmm. saves us, but his refining grace that transforms us. Mm -hmm. And that's where he cultivates this fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And he helps us to conform to his image. Mm -hmm. And so I often don't think of that aspect of grace. Mm -hmm. And then the third part that I learned about while doing this study was radical grace. Mm -hmm. And that's where he's redeemed us. Mm. He refines us and starts transforming us. But in mm. radical grace, we're actually stewarding the grace that God has given to that's us. Mm. And that's what he talks about to the people in Ephesus. He's talking about them uniting one, the Jews and the Gentiles being right. one in spirit and mm. no longer separated. And so that was real eye-opening to me to walk through those steps yes. mm. and to view grace not just as amazing grace that I'm mm. saved and redeemed, mm. but that he is also giving that grace to refine me right. and to help me to exemplify it in the way that I respond to people and situations today. Yes, oh, so good. yes, yes, that's so good. Now, mm. there was any special lesson for you personally that you said, oh, this studying this chapter mm. helped me in this way. This is my most important lesson that mm. I got. Radical grace 
really touched my heart because it reminded me of the importance as believers that we are to be unified Mm. in serving God, Mm -hmm. that we may not all agree on every aspect, Mm -hmm. but we should not be attacking each other and we should not be pulling others down. And so it's real easy in our culture today to choose sides, political sides, Mm. other issues that come up and we may want to put our opinion or a view in that but mm. how are we treating each other as brothers and sisters in Christ right. because the world is looking at us and they're seeing are they united together because mm. when we're united together we're much stronger but when we're divided that's mm. when we become more susceptible to the attacks of the enemy that's right. and so that was a real eye opener to me to really think about that because that's really what Paul's message was throughout that they were no longer separated they were no longer mm. uninvited yeah. that the Gentiles and Jews were one in Christ and that's mm. what we are no matter if we're Americans or Asians or whatever our cultural experiences are. Mm, If we're believers, we are one in Christ. The body of Christ. I love what you said about radical grace because Mm. this is something that Paul was explaining to them, but it was not something that they hear before or that they were used to. Because this is the Greeks' time. You know, they were, they worshiped the body. They were egocentric. So um, it was amazing that he's asking them, you know, and what you mentioned about radical grace. And it's, it's something very similar to today's times. You know, yeah, we, yes. we live in a very self-centered society. Yes, um, yeah. And showing radical grace, that's something that the Holy Spirit is going to equip us. Right. But right. not necessarily it's going to come natural on right. us exactly. to show grace to other people. Right. And I think the fact that God chose Paul, mm. a devout yes. Jew... Mm-hmm. Yeah. to be the one to bridge the gap between the Jews and the Gentiles mm. yes. because he could have chosen a Gentile believer to encourage mm, the sure. Gentile believers, but instead he used a Jew, a Jewish believer. And so when I think about that in my own life, am I building bridges mm. with other people, even if they're totally different? from me, whether it's their cultural background or whatever, you know, or am I just looking at the differences? Because I can be a person that wants everybody to be like me. You know what I mean? I mean, like I'm out of my comfort zone if you, you know, if you're different from me. But Mm. that's where God was saying, that's okay that they're different Mm -hmm. because if we're brothers and sisters in Christ, we have that common ground. Mm. And I love the fact that he entrusted that to Paul to do that. Exactly. Yes. There yes. is unity yet diversity in mm-hmm. the body of Christ. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Man. Amen. Yeah. How we can see radical grace every day? What do you think are like practical actions that will show a radical grace? I think being really mindful of our responses to people. Mm. Mm being careful in who we may exclude from something. Mm -hmm. We can sometimes be inclusive Mm -hmm. of ourselves. And especially like even if you're in a circle of non-believers, you can be the one light that draws those other believers in. Mm. And so not shying away from that. We don't have to be like them to be able to still shine light to them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's important to 
just guard how we're interacting in our world. Like if we're on social media, what are we posting? What are we saying? Um, Are we fostering unity with our brothers and sisters in Christ or Mm. are we pulling them down? Mm. Are we harping on a subject Mm. that is just our opinion and our personal viewpoint? Are we basing it on scripture? And are we using that to then draw everybody into unity in that rather than cause more division. I think sometimes people like to just argue a point to keep controversy going and feeding a subject. It's like feeding off drama, for Mm -hmm. instance. And so that does nothing for the body of Christ. That's right. It just makes us look weak in Mm -hmm. the eyes of the world. Why would they want to be one of us if we can't get along with our own? Mm. Yes. I love that. Love Very that. Practical. Yes. That's yes. great. So, Janet, you know that with the podcast, we want to encourage the ladies to go deeper. Mm. We want to encourage them to, you know, go and read chapter two many times and trying to right. underline and find treasures and get a commentary or a dictionary. And so, there's any resources that you can recommend these ladies, our ladies, to use for further study or that you use that you really like that you can recommend? I used a couple of different resources, but one of my favorite was just going to the scriptures Mm, and using different translations. Mm -hmm. So when I found out I would be teaching on Ephesians 2, I started out by reading the entire book. Mm -hmm. of Ephesians for that first Mm -hmm. week, and I would read it every single day. I love that. Just taking in the context, what was he saying throughout the entire book? How was it all fitting together? Mm. But then I started reading only chapter two, Mm. and I'm still reading only chapter two every single day. By doing that, I was able to really allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me through those verses every day. Now, I'm not the person that likes to read something over and over again, and I know some people don't either. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I'm reading the same thing. I just read this yesterday. And there were definitely moments Mm -hmm. where I felt like, okay, I'm reading this today, Lord, but I'm not, you know, this is what I read yesterday. But I also found by exercising that discipline Mm -hmm. of coming before Him and asking Him to teach me through it Mm -hmm. and being faithful in reading it, Mm -hmm. that He started revealing more things to me through that. Like just, for instance, there's a common word that Paul uses at the beginning, were. Mm -hmm. He uses it over and over again, telling them, who they once were. Well, that's important. Mm-hmm. Now, I could overlook that if I just read it and skimmed through it and not really paid attention to the words that I, I was that. reading. Yes. But um, I also used a couple of resources in addition to that was the message of Ephesians by John Stott. Mm -hmm. That was very, very good. And then I also used the NIV application commentary for Mm -hmm. Ephesians. So I reached out to some commentaries. I use a software called Logos. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of different commentaries in it. And I listened to trusted authors who were speaking Or had spoken on grace, specifically because Ephesians 2 is about God's amazing and incredible grace. That's right. And so I wanted to hear what they had to say in compilation to what 
the Spirit was teaching me through reading God's Word. Yeah. Um, but I just found it was a daily discipline of just listening. Mm. Right. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's so practical, too. I'm just yes. thinking about just how encouraging that is of, you know, um, I think I read somewhere that to read the whole letter of Ephesians, it takes like seven or eight minutes. Wow. Yes. So mm-hmm. just not long at all. So you're thinking about just every morning, if you were to read that whole letter, how quick that would be, right. but how it would really just begin to resonate in your mm. heart and in your life. And I also love what you said about picking up those themes that you see as you're reading scripture of any Mm. repeated words or any repeated topics or themes that's so practical for anyone who wants to begin to read scripture daily. That is really, really great tools. I felt the different translations, Mm -hmm. even translations that maybe I didn't prefer or hadn't Mm -hmm. read before. By going in and reading all those different translations, like I don't typically read the New King's James Version. I'm more of an ESV reader Mm -hmm. or the New Living Translation. Mm. Just seeing the different words that they use sometimes just helped explain something a little clearer or it just kind of opened up my eyes versus reading the same version of Scripture every single day. So I tried to vary the translations that I was using as well. Mm. I love it. It's amazing that Paul is telling them uh, that our salvation is by grace, that we mm. have this real salvation and salvation it was not a matter of works. It was right. by grace. Mm. So I love what you shared about showing that radical grace and that give us a lot of things to think during these following weeks how we can show that radical grace that's right. how that is going to be shown mm. first with our family that's with right. our children with our spouse mm. with people that doesn't think just like us like you share but how we can show that radical grace to that's this right. world when we come out of our houses and our comfort zones, how we we can show that. That was really good. Thank you, Janet. So good, yes. Thank you so much. I feel like grace really just begins with the humility of our hearts to know that we are in need of grace. And so how much more we need to extend that to others. And that Mm -hmm. is in humility, um, but also that grace is matched with truth as well. And so, so good. So, yes. so good. So, ladies, we're going to pray for you, Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. And we are praying that during this season, you can grow, you can go deeper, you can be challenged and show that radical grace in all your circles. Because we are busy mm-hmm. women and we are in, in touch with many people. Uh, so our prayers that you can show that grace with everybody around you. But we want to pray Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. And we ask God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you may grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He called His holy people who are His rich and glorious inheritance. I hope that uh, this podcast can be a blessing to you and we are praying for you. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Deeper. We invite you to join us in person every Tuesday at Thomas Road in Lynchburg for this special Bible study. And you can choose what time works best for you, 9 a.m. or 6 p.m. 
Find out more online at trbc.org slash women. We can't wait to hear from you.